0: guys. Thanks for tuning in today's episode of the Entrepreneur Club. And today I'm talking with Anna, the owner of Anna Made Design Co. and Soaring Together. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, so I'm Anna. I am the owner, like you said, of Anna Made Design Co., which is my handmade greeting card shop. And I'm also the founder of Soaring Together, which is a community for teen business owners focused on helping them reach their goals while also taking care of themselves and making sure that they're having fun while building a business.
0: I love that mission of your brands and your Soaring Together. I think those are amazing ideas and I love Soaring Together. I'm excited for your Soaring Together thing again this year.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm working right now on reaching out to speakers and getting the website all set up. So it's gonna be something that's really fun.
0: That's exciting. So today we're gonna talk about pop-up shops. Are you ready to get into that? I am so ready. Okay, so what would be your number one tip for someone who is doing a pop-up shop for their first time, or maybe even someone who's not super experienced in pop-up shops?
1: So I think it's really important that you have your display ready to go before you go to the pop-up shop. So I love looking at Pinterest. Maybe you follow other people on Instagram who have gone to craft shows or pop-up shops. So just look and see what kinds of elements are you going to need, what are you going to need for your display? So maybe that's like you need a table. You're going to need price tags. You're going to obviously need your products. How are you going to package your products? Do you need bags? So all those questions you really want to think about. What are they providing? So do you need to bring your own tablecloth, or are they going to have one there? Do you need to bring a sign, or are they making one for you? So just really make sure that you understand um, where you're going. And if you can, go to the pop-up shop before actually selling there. So go as a buyer. That's not always possible, but it is always a great idea if you can.
0: Yeah, um, or even if you're able to go, like, I know they have pop-up shops at, like, parks or breweries or things like that. Go check out where it's going to be if you're able to.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree because you want to be able to see what's the weather going to be like, um, how much space you're going to have. All those things you can really have a lot better of a grasp on if you actually go to the um, place where it's going to be held.
0: How many pop-ups have you done before as a seller?
1: Let me think. So I think it's been about four. So I did one when I lived in Massachusetts, and that was in a library. I did one in California, and that was a children's business fair. So they have pop-up shops all around the United States that different people host. And then I've done two here in Colorado where I live now. So I did one as part of a business competition, and then one holiday market. Then I also did one online, but I wouldn't really count that. It was just kind of a roundup of teen business owners, and they included places where you could shop from them.
0: Yeah. What are some must-brings to a pop-up? Like, I have, like, a l- I'm going to bring start bringing a little bag of things that's going to include, like, some kind of painkiller, a chapstick. I definitely think you should bring a chair and wear comfy shoes and have a hat or sunglasses if it's, like, sunny out. And make sure you have enough change. The last pop up I did, I ran out of change because it was way bigger than I anticipated. And I had to get some from my grandparents who were there and exchange my 10 for like some ones.
1: Yeah, that is a super good point because I would say for prices, don't do like $4.75. Just keep it at 4 or $5. But even then, people are going to hand you a 20 and you're going to need to have change. So that's something that's very easy to forget. But that's definitely been something I've run into, like, wait, I think I need to have that cash. So other things that I would definitely bring your business cards so people can find you on your website or on your Etsy shop after the fair, I would recommend if you have an email newsletter, bringing a sheet where people can sign up for that newsletter. That's a great way to get leads and also just another way to have them keep buying from you after the pop-up shop um i always have a cash box so that's just a shoe box that i keep my cash in um i keep my phone which connects to square so if you go i think it's squareup.com you can get a credit card reader for free and you and then they just take a small percentage of all your sales so that's something i always use um a sign that says we accept cash and credit card i think i mentioned price tags and then i always like to have some sort of display so i sell greeting cards when i go to pop-up shops so i usually bring like a little table we'll all have a box wrapped up with a greeting card on it a bag with tissue paper with a greeting card and then one time i even brought like a ladder and i had ribbon where i attached my greeting cards to that so there's so many creative ideas But it's always great to have something that'll really catch people's attention as they're walking by.
0: Yeah, that sounds like really cool. That definitely would have caught my attention if I had seen that.
1: Yeah, it really brought a lot of people in. That was the first fair I went to, Um, but you do have to be careful that you have enough space in your car to bring all your stuff. So for that one, it's a little bit of a struggle to fit the ladder in our truck, but we figured it out.
0: Yeah, do you prefer doing pop up shops that are like in the winter around the holidays, or like in the summer time that there aren't really any holidays around?
1: So for my shop, it really helps when there's a holiday. So last pop up shop I did was for the holidays. I sold out of all of my Christmas cards, so that's and it was inside too, so no snow, nothing to worry about for that. But for summer pop up shops, you really need to be um, remember like. People are still buying birthday gifts. They're still buying gifts for themselves. So I wouldn't say don't do it. I'd just say that there's might be more potential for sales if you go to a pop-up shop that's themed around, around winter or around the holidays.
0: Yeah. Is Do you recommend having some kind of promo? Like at a pop-up shop I did, I did. I was selling rainbows for $7, $8, and then I did – no, sorry. I was selling rainbows for $7. And then I did three of them for $15, I believe.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's a super good thing that you can, like, um, encourage people to buy more. So you have, like, a discount if they bought more. And I feel like that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you, like catch people's attention, like, bring them to your booth within, like, catch your booth and decorations on it.
1: So this is going to sound like a really silly answer. But all I do is I smile at them. So people will be walking by, I'll smile at them, and that will be enough to bring them closer to my booth so I can start talking to them. And when I'm talking to them, I'll usually go into my pitch that goes something like, Hi, how are you? And if they have something in their hand, I might be, what did you buy? Are you enjoying the pop-up shop? Then they'll say yes. And then they might ask me a question about my cards and then I'll talk about like, yes, um, my grandma taught me how to make these cards three years ago. This one right here is my pop-up Christmas card. It's my bestseller. So a tip that I have there is always have your bestseller. So if people don't know what to buy, you can point them to that. Then I might talk about the charity part of my business. So this card here donates um, to Animal Rescue of, of the Rockies, where they rescue dogs and cats. So just always make sure you have something to say when people come to your booth.
0: Yeah. Now, for introverts like who are used to running their business purely through Instagram, how do you recommend that they get the confidence to actually talk to someone and not be awkward and shy. It's okay to be awkward, but like not be crazy awkward and shy and get super anxious about it.
1: Yeah, so you probably wouldn't guess this about me, but I am definitely an introvert. And it's been something that I've really had to work on when I'm going to craft shops, but uh, pop-up shops. But something that one of my friends taught me is she was like, Anna, I love talking to strangers because there's no expectations they don't know my personality. I have nothing to live up to. So, just what I like to tell myself is that I might never see these people again. So, why not go out all out in my pitch? Why not tell them about my cards? My goal here is that I can help them with my cards, and that's not going to work if I don't talk to them. So, I feel like it's just really deciding before you go, like, I know this is out of my comfort zone but I'm going to really give it my all talking to people. And your first few customers, you might make some mistakes. You might say good afternoon or good morning when it's not actually that time of day. And it's okay. Just keep going. Um, And a lot of times if people see that you're younger, they're going to really admire what you're doing and be super, super supportive.
0: Yeah. I had someone who was like asking questions like, oh, yeah, I handmade all of these. And they were just shocked. They're like, you made all of these yourself? And I was like, yeah, which I think is really fun when people are surprised that like I'm a teen running a business, like, oh my gosh, we act. yes, teen businesses do actually exist.
1: Yeah, that's a super good point. Like us on Instagram, of course, teen businesses exist. There's like hundreds and maybe thousands of them. But to someone on the outside, like they are shocked, like you said that like teens are running a business and for us it's like yeah duh I made this but for them it's like wow that's a lot of talent and a lot of things that you had to learn to be able to make this business
0: yeah how much time do you like to give yourself from signing up to a pop-up shop to going to the pop-up shop to have being prepared and getting stuff ready for it
1: So I think it depends on how much time after school I have. So in the summer, I can usually get it done within a month. That's giving myself plenty of time. But if I have sports after school or if I have other activities, I really need to make sure that I have time to make cards. So I know for me, it takes about an hour to make three cards. And if I know, okay, so it costs me $25 to register for this pop-up shop. For me i know i want to multiply that by 10 to um how many sales what my sales goal is so okay 25 times 10 that's 250 and then i divide that by how much my cards cost so if my cards cost five dollars that'd be like 50 cards i think and then um i try to make enough cards so that I can reach that goal. So for that, I'd probably want to make 60, 70 cards. So really, I work backwards from how much did it cost? What is my sales goal? How many cards do I have to make? um, And then how long is it going to take me to make those cards?
0: Yeah. How do you suggest people, like, if it's their first pop-up shop, how do you suggest that they make a good estimate on how much inventory to bring like if they're like i don't know how much inventory to bring and then they don't bring enough or they bring way too much how do you suggest that they make a good estimate
1: i would say if you have pre-made products just bring all of it if you can if you have enough room if you're making each product um you really just need to weigh like if i don't sell all of this is it going to be okay if you know If I don't sell all of these rainbows, it's going to be okay. I'll sell them through Instagram or through my website. Make as many as you can. Make hundreds if you want. But if you feel like, I don't know, the materials are expensive and if I don't sell it at the pop-up shop, I'm going to have a lot of inventory sitting. You really just need to think about um, what your goals are. I mean, I don't really have a great answer for this because it varies for each business owner. But I would really just look at, um, for your first one, how much do you want to sell? I would say bring at least like 30 products, but that's just an estimate based on what I've seen and what I've sold.
0: Yeah, I, and I'd say 90% of the time, the price is going to be based on how large the venue is and how many people come usually for the most part. And another thing you can do is if you're not able to go look at it, then you look it up and see if you can figure out like how big it is. And then estimate from there, how many you want to bring and whatnot.
1: And another thing I just thought of is that sometimes when you're signing up for pop-up shops, they will tell you like six to 700 people come. So you can base it off that. Like if I get 10% of these people to come to my booth, it's 60 people. If I get half of those to buy, then that'd be 30 people. So just kind of figuring out based on how many people come to the shop or how many people are estimated to come is another way to figure out how much to bring.
0: Yeah. How do you recommend that people who are wanting to get into pop-up shops find one in their town to do?
1: So I found all of mine on Etsy Local. So I think if you go to local.etsy.com, you can find pop-up shops that other handmade sellers are going to, which is really random. Like they never tell you that Etsy local is even a thing, but somehow I've always found um, my pop-up shops through there. There's also hashtags on Instagram, like hashtag Colorado craft show or hashtag Colorado pop-up shop that you can follow. And then you might find newsletters as well, um, following artists that are in your um, area Just kind of always be on the lookout for pop-up shops.
0: Yeah. Do you like to do outdoor pop-up shops or do you prefer indoor pop-up shops?
1: I feel like with outdoor, you can get more people and they can see you because they see all of the vendors at once. But then for indoor, sometimes they have stairs or different levels, so it can be harder to get people I personally prefer prefer indoor just because there's no wind, nothing to worry about for that. But I feel like either one has its benefits and um, cons.
0: Yeah, I like outdoor. The last couple outdoor ones I've done, for the most part, the weather has been amazing. Pretty good and not like freezing cold or too hot.
1: Yeah, and then with masks, too, it's probably better to be outside either way. Yeah,
0: because for outside pop-ups now, at least where I live, masks are optional. So, that, like, I prefer not wearing a mask if I'm talking to people a bunch because then I just, like, breathe on the mask and it gets all wet and gross and stuff.
1: very relatable. I agree. Like it's and it's harder to understand people with a mask on just if you can avoid it by going outside. That's definitely a good thing.
0: Yeah. Do you like to do a raffle like you can like people can enter it for free or they get an entry in it for every $10 spent and then the winner receives like a greeting card or a custom greeting card or something like that?
1: So I have seen that, and I think it's really smart. The only thing you have to be careful of is if you're wanting to give the prize to the, the um, winner in person. So if you have an eight-hour pop-up shop and someone in the beginning wins the raffle and then they went home. So you just need to make sure that you have the shipping costs covered and that you have their address if you need to ship it. But other than that, I think it's a really great way to a- attract people to your booth. And then also encourage them to buy. So maybe if they buy two or more products, then they get more um, entries in the raffle. So I think it's a really fun thing to do as long as you have those logistics figured out.
0: Yeah, I've never done one like that. I definitely think like I've entered it before and the it usually has basic me put basic information like my name. First and last, my email address and then my phone number so that I can be contacted if I win and then they can mail it to me or if it's something digital, I can redeem it, however, with the email or if it's a gift card that could be redeemed through their website through an email or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's another way to do it if you're doing a gift card and then you just call them or email them. I never thought of that, but I feel like that might be better than asking everyone to give you their address because people might not want to do that.
0: Definitely. And another thing about pop up shops is I definitely don't recommend doing the expensive ones first. Like, pop up shop prices range from free to like, I've seen one that was like almost $500. I recommend starting with the cheaper ones so you get used to it because, like I said, 90% of the time, the cheaper ones will be smaller, so it's easier to get used to them. What is your opinion?
1: I agree. Like, you probably can't even make enough inventory unless you give yourself months for those bigger ones. So definitely start small. And then if you want to, you can try going to the bigger ones if you analyze the investment and say, I think I could make back the $500 and more. But for me, I've always done ones that are under $50 um, to attend.
0: Yeah. Um and I like never really thought of this as being a problem until I was looking at a pop-up to sign up for that I ended up not signing up for because there were some crazy terms to signing up for it. So definitely i'd say read the terms about it what is required of you what is happening like i believe it said you're not allowed to host a pop-up shop within 18 months of this one and in, in within 50 miles or something like that and that is weird i'll post and i'm like i'm not going to do that in case i probably won't but in case i want to host my own pop-up shop or i want to help one of my friends host their own pop-up shop
1: yeah that is weird another one i've seen is like if they have a super expensive application fee like not even to sell but just to apply like i feel like that might not be the best use of your money
0: yeah i'd say unless you're really confident in your business don't pay an application fee don't do those pop-up shops just stray away from them
1: yeah agreed
0: and I'd say another tip, if you are applying for a, pod, a pop-up with an application fee, they are probably going to look, like, see if your business has an Instagram and try to find your business's website and Etsy, so be sure those look organized and nice, and it looks like your reach to follower ratio is good. Mine is currently not good. I don't know why, but Instagram just hates me right now, so...
1: I feel like like that's been the case. I know we're going a little bit off topic, but Instagram has not been like it was before for a lot of handmade shop owners.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been way before like Christmas season started, but I don't know if you know of the small business handbook. I saw her do a Q and a on her story one time and someone said, my reach is really low. Why? And she said something about people doing a lot of ads because it was the holidays like bigger corporations and businesses and Instagram pushing the ads because obviously ads are paid for while standard posts aren't
1: yeah I feel like that might be a really big thing another one is when they added everyone to have the link sticker for the people who had 10k it made it like less effective and now you can only get the actual swipe up if you pay for ads So I think that's kind of like the general thought is that Instagram wants you to pay, which is kind of a bummer for small businesses. Yeah.
0: And then one last thing before we get back to our topic. I think the link stickers should be for everyone under 10K and then everyone above 10K should get the swipe up.
1: That's a good idea. Instagram, if you're listening. (laughs) Do that. This is the deal.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then I have one more question about pop-ups. Like what's been your most successful pop-up? Like, Is it around the holidays? I think we kind of already covered this. Is it like one around the holidays? Is it one that's indoors or one that's outdoors or one that's not around the holidays?
1: So the most successful one that I did was I applied to a business competition and then all of the finalists were invited back. So what made that one so successful? was that there were only like 12 people selling and then there were a bunch of people coming to buy, I think like 200 or more, and they were all interested in buying and supporting. So if you have 60 vendors, you're gonna have more competition. So, But if you have less vendors, um, you're gonna have less competition. So that's really what made that one so successful. Um, I don't think it matters as much indoor outdoor I think it's really just the amount of people coming to the pop-up shop.
0: Yeah. And then before we finish up with the podcast, I'm going to ask you a couple fun questions just for fun that aren't related to our topic.
1: All right. Um,
0: what is your favorite part of owning a business?
1: My favorite part is definitely connecting with other teen business owners. So I feel like Instagram, yes, it's great for sales, but, Especially right now, it's an amazing place to connect with other business owners.
0: And another one one business related is, what is your biggest business milestone you've hit so far?
1: One recently was that I was featured in a newsletter that a bank published. So that was really fun that they reached out to me and that they were writing the article about goal setting and what I've done to reach my goals.
0: That's really cool. And then one, just a random question for fun. What's your favorite candy?
1: I love Kit Kats, but I also love 100 grams.
0: Both are good candies. And thanks for chatting. It was amazing to talk with you, and I hope people learn a lot from our episode.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I know we had a lot of trouble like trying to find a date, but I'm glad we finally got to record.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Bye. Bye.